anyone fancy a chocolate cupcake? I don't need a national day to help myself to a chocolatey treat. This is Fiorella de Maria bringing you the early show all the way from a chilly autumnal England. Should I say anything on the programme that strikes a chord, interests you, or heaven help me, causes you to choke on your honey granola? Please let me know. As always, our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Thank you, Jacqueline. You took the words right out of my mouth. Let's get the day started right. It's National Chocolate Cupcake Day. Let's skip the preliminaries and go straight to food. I do love a nice little cake. Though, do you know something? Chocolate cake is not my favourite. There are other cakes I prefer. I like things with nuts and fruit and things that are nice and light and moist. I'm particularly fond of orange and almond cake. It is a thing. I once went to a cafe in Durham, just near the university, and I was told this is the best cafe in the world. And I had this slice of orange and almond cake, and it was so delicious, I asked for the recipe. It was just so perfect, and that is still, to date, my favourite kind of cake. But I would never turn my nose up at a chocolate cupcake. I wouldn't turn my nose up at anything made of chocolate. So thank you. It is a wonderful day because it is chocolate cupcake day. There we go. Um, Maggie's saying, everyone seems to have had such a wonderful time at the St. Benedict Centre. Glad all our crusaders made it back home safe and sound. Now, this is where just sometimes I regret being in a different country because I would love to experience these events myself. It sounds like you all have such a wonderful time. Um, by the way, uh, it was Ivan Basson who was going to be filling in for me yesterday. Uh, those of you who tuned in uh, will remember that there was no first segment and it wasn't clear what was going on. Um, he was having connectivity problems. He's fine. I was a little bit worried that something might have happened to him because you know that South Africa has problems at the moment. Uh, but he, he's fine. He's absolutely fine. I was very, very sorry he couldn't speak to you all yesterday, but should hopefully be with you tomorrow. It is also, besides being Chocolate Cupcake Day, and <laughs> let's not diminish the importance of this day, it is the feast day of St. Luke, gospel writer and the patron saint of physicians and surgeons, as he was known as Luke, the beloved, let me say that again, Luke, the beloved physician in Colossians. We know very little about his life. Um... One is that he was a Gentile and that he was known as a physician. So if he was a doctor, he was probably, um, according to this, an ex-slave. It was not uncommon for families to educate slaves in medicine so they could have a resident family physician. So it sounds as if he came from very humble background. Um a lot of surgeries and hospitals in this country called St. Luke's. It's really interesting to me, even you know, in a, a very secular country, you still get those, those little reminders of our Christian heritage. So St. Luke, pray for us. I know Luke's gospel better than the others because that was the set gospel. When I did my RE, my religious education GCSE paper, um, you, you had to choose, or the, or the teacher chose, several different papers that you could study. One was Christianity, um, and the other was Luke's Gospel. 
Uh, we also studied Judaism and, and other things as well. But Luke's gospel was the one. So I got to know Luke's gospel very, very well. Um, so St. Luke, pray for us. Um, lovely photograph here, Maggie, showing. Uh, I want to know who all these people are, because I'm guessing these are a lot of people who listen in to the show. And uh, of course, I recognize Mike in the bow tie. Oh, Mike with the beard. By the way, it's also National No Beard Day. This is my kind of day. No Beard Day. Are we going to persuade Mike to shave off his beard in honour of No Beard Day? Who would make a big donation if Mike shaved off his beard? I think the Crusade Channel needs a big gesture just at the moment. Here you all are. Please do it. Um, Crusader Crew. We definitely represented at this year's conference. Oh, Denise, um, a lovely... That looks like a chocolate muffin. Is that a chocolate chip muffin? Okay, King Dude Singh, they're all listeners. Every single person in that photograph is a Crusade Channel member. Wonderful. It's lovely to see all your faces. Um, and one day I will get there. Okay, it's, it's also chocolate chip muffin day for Doodlebug. I hope Doodlebug is well this morning, Denise, as, as I hope you are also well. Um, okay. I'm not going to, this is going to be a, a sort of a relaxed morning. I'm, as I have pointed out, news has been a little bit on the stressful side um, more recently. So I'm going to keep it light. To this end, I'm putting something a little odd in the chat room. Yes, you are seeing correctly. That is a shopping trolley jammed into the top of a lamppost. Quite significantly high above the ground. Now, um, I'm just going to leave that picture there in the chat room. The question is, because it happens, you know, people do leave things on top of lampposts. Okay, you know, hats and shoes, the odd traffic cone. But no one can work out how this prank was done. How on earth did somebody manage to hook an entire shopping trolley over the top of a lamppost? Okay, how did that happen? Um the woman who discovered it first thing in the morning took a photo in case nobody believed her. Um, said it was just so weird. It's actually quite heavy. So any ideas, anyone? Um, it was regarded as a danger because, of course, the whole thing could fall down. Um, you know, it's uh, yes, it was regarded as, uh, please be careful of this particular lamppost. Right. If anyone has any ideas as to how that shopping trolley got to the top of a lamppost. Yeah, exactly. Denny's saying how quite. I have no idea. I did. I looked at it and I just no, I just don't get it. I don't see how anyone could have got it up there. I'm guessing there must have been more than one person involved. I suspect there's probably quite a bit of alcohol involved as well. Um, just a, a, <laughs> a stab in the dark there. But uh, I am lost. If anyone has any ideas how the prankster's got that shopping trolley up that high. Just let me know. Answers in the chat room, or you could even give me a call for this. Okay, I said this is going to be a lighthearted session, of course, of course, but I have got to share this incredibly courageous stand that's being taken in Jerusalem today, okay? This man deserves to be remembered. You know, we quite often complain about the hierarchy and, you know, they're so weak and they're no good. Well, listen... The Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem, Cardinal Pizzaballa, he, he was the one who called for a day of prayer and fasting for peace back on Tuesday. He has also spoken of his desperation to find a way to get the hostages being held in Gaza back. 
And he said, we are willing to help, even me personally. And he said that he was prepared to offer himself as an exchange for the children who had been taken hostage. He said he'd do anything to bring those children home. And his exact words were, am I ready for an exchange? Anything. If that can lead to freedom and bring those children home, no problem. There's absolute availability on my part. He is prepared to place himself in the hands of Hamas in exchange for the lives of those children. Isn't that incredible? I immediately thought Maximilian Colby. When I, when I read that story, I just thought, what an incredible person you are. This is someone, this is a leader I can really take seriously. He's prepared to give up his own life, if necessary, to save those children. Um, the Cardinal is uh, head of Latin Catholics in Israel, the Palestinian territories, Jordan and Cyprus. Um, and this was his plan. Now, what Cardinal Pizzaballa is offering, it's not unheard of in that part of the world. And I should possibly give some background to this man's heroic action. Because there's no doubt in my mind he means it, that he is absolutely prepared to do this if he has to, to go into those tunnels in Gaza in exchange for those children. There is a history here. When I wrote the book, Poor Banished Children, one of the most inspiring figures, and he's the only character in the novel who I, uh, who's completely historically true, uh, Father Pierre Dan. I didn't change his name or anything as I did with some of the others. Father Pierre Dan. He was part of an order, the Redemptionist orders, not to be muddled up with the Redemptorists, the Redemptionists or the Trinitarian Fathers. And during the time when slavery was rampant across North Africa, he and his brothers used to ransom slaves and, if necessary, allow themselves to be taken as hostages in exchange for a slave they were trying to free. They were incredibly courageous priests, so courageous. And that's why I have the whole storyline in Poor Banished Children where Father Pierre Dan takes the place of a slave in the torture chamber. I wanted to show something of the incredible courage that these men showed. And when I read what Cardinal Pizzaballa was offering to do, I thought that is right in that tradition of ransoming and redeeming the enslaved. What a brave man. He, he should be um, he, he, he should be known all over the world, the fact that he's prepared to do this. Um, Philip says, too, too bad C B seems only willing to risk other people's lives. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I know what you mean. Sorry, Philip. I think there's a, there's a talk testing, texting issue here. Um, Dr. Torres, happy National Chocolate Cupcake Day to you too. And good morning. Any offers on the shopping trolley? What on earth happened to that shopping trolley? Can somebody help me out here? Let's solve the mystery of the elevated shopping trolley. It is 21 minutes past the hour. You are listening to The Early Show with your hostess, Fiorella de Maria. If you have missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast. Same day from crusademax.com. 
And we have been talking about, in no particular order, the feast day of St. Luke. If there are any Lukes out there in particular, happy feast day to you, especially. It is also National Chocolate Cupcake Day. Do feel free to barrage the chat room with pictures of chocolate cupcakes or anything involving chocolate if you like, because there is no better way to start the day than thinking about chocolate. Also, the Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem, Cardinal Pizzaballa, has offered his life in exchange for the children being held hostage. He said he would be prepared to be offered as an exchange, uh, which I just think is, is absolutely phenomenal. While we're sort of on the subject of shopping trolleys and things like that, yet Maggie thinks this is true Catholic leadership. This is exactly absolutely and you know the the thing with, with someone like maximilian colby is that he understood what it really means to be a priest and to be a leader he was prepared to go all the way into the death chamber all the way to sacrifice his life for someone else and this is exactly what I think this cardinal is trying to do. It's not enough just to say, oh, we are very concerned and we are offering our prayers and thoughts to all the victims at the time. He is prepared to do something extraordinary. There's something so beautiful. So God bless you, cardinal. Whatever happens. The fact is he has made, he has made that statement. He has made that offer. More chocolate, more chocolate. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Torres. Um, Denise is saying, I managed to steal a few of the chocolate chips from Jacob's muffin before I gave it to him. Yes, well, it'd be a shame to waste it, wouldn't it? I always think that. I, I was I was um, getting things ready because, oh, yes, could I please ask for big prayers today? Pretty please, because my daughter is still very unwell. I mean, she's she's over the kind of really, really nasty, feverish part of, of COVID, but she's still feeling lousy. You know, she's in that awful post-tribal phase of just feeling very, very tired. And she has a big exam today, a mathematics exam, which she really, really needs to pass. So could I please ask for huge prayers, please, that Francesca passes her maths exam. And um, tomorrow is her sweet 16. And I was preparing, you know, various things. I've got to bake the cake in a bit and... Um, we always have a birthday breakfast. We always start a birthday with a huge breakfast. You know, the table will be heaving with cakes and pastries and, and bagels and fruit and all sorts of lovely things. Big steaming mugs of hot chocolate. You name it, it will be there. Just the way to start the day. Um, and as I was you know, preparing things, there were just little bits of icing here and there, which I thought, you know, like you, Denise, I just thought, oh, come on, you know, no one's going to mind. So I did have a rather sweeter breakfast than I really should have had this morning. Denise, um, is that your, um, it's a Crusade Channel mug. That's wonderful. I didn't know there were Crusade Channel mugs. I thought, you know, you buy coffee and cigars and things at the Founders Trading Post. There we go. And that is your morning your morning coffee or your morning tea? I do see the jar of Nutella in the background. Yes, perfect a compliment. Yeah. Um, Nutella never lasts very long in our family. My children are obsessed with it. Right. Moving swiftly on. Okay. The ambulance service in this country have had to, off, uh, have had to um, offer a huge groveling apology 
after declaring a patient dead who then proceeded to wake up in the hospital. Yeah. Um, an individual was taken to Darlington Memorial Hospital, a name not given for privacy reasons, presumably. Um, he'd been declared dead earlier that day. When he, when he got to the hospital, he woke up. Now, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, the, you know, the, the statement said, you know, we've apologised for any distress caused to the families and all of the rest, and we take you know full review of this incident. We're deeply sorry. Part of me thinks, wouldn't that be wonderful though? You know, that you you think you've lost a loved one, and then suddenly you discover they're fine. Um, or, or maybe it's not fine. And we keep praying for this person because we don't know what state this patient is in because no details have been given but in some ways it's sort of i don't know about if it's just me it's like your worst nightmare what if the doctors thought you were dead and you weren't you know it feeds into the fear of being buried alive doesn't it you know it's like would would how would nobody how did they not notice that he had a heartbeat how did they not notice he was breathing um but i'm just wondering i'm, I'm almost feeling a bit more Sorry for whichever nurse or doctor it was who actually witnessed him apparently coming back from the dead. I'm also wondering where he was when he woke up, because presumably if they thought he was dead, they took him to the mortuary and he sat up on a slab and said, excuse me, um, why am I here? Um, but there we go. Well, I'm, I'm glad the story had a happy ending, but I do think it is very, very freaky to think that this could actually happen. But... Moving swiftly on. This is the sort of story that comes up all the time. By the way, I have not had any answers to the shopping trolley mystery. Do not forget the shopping trolley mystery, please. This is the sort of story that comes up with tedious regularity now, so much so that I just wonder when it is ever going to end. A woman has admitted, a woman from North Carolina has admitted that she has changed her baby's name at six months old because she was embarrassed of it. She said she was uncomfortable with people's reactions when she told them that her son was called Aspen. I don't even know what Aspen is. I'm guessing it's, it's something. Um, it's not just a made-up word. Um, she said that people didn't react well when she said her, her son's name was Aspen Hamilton. So... At age six months, guess what? She called him Luke. Yeah. Um, which is kind of suitable for St. Luke's Day. And she said it was just it was just uncomfortable. Her every instinct was telling her she had made a mistake. And eventually her sister said, look, if you're uncomfortable with it, then you need to change it. There is a reason why you are feeling like this. So they... Yeah, they, they had a little think, different ideas, different names, and eventually they settled with Luke, which is a perfectly lovely name. She just said, I started to feel uncomfortable saying Aspen out loud, as it just didn't seem to fit him. Uh, with our first child, we've been very set on a name. Um, so the child now is called Luke. And I think this is a really sensible thing. This is a mother saying, look, 
I decided to give my child a wacky name. Yay, it's great. No, it's not great. Everyone hates it. And I'm starting to feel very uncomfortable about it. So maybe this is a sign that my child should really um, maybe be called something else. So she's changed the name, thank God. Now, this is a bit better than the family who decided to call their son after their favourite food. Do you want to try and guess what they call the child after their favourite food? Let me just leave that one there. Uh, Jacqueline's saying um, about the shopping trolley, maybe it was dropped from a building. Uh, Philip's saying someone with a bucket truck probably put the cart up there as a joke after working on some power lines overnight. I wonder, those are two very good possibilities. Either someone, either it got dropped down or, yes, somebody had the means to be up there. Um so, yes, it could be either, couldn't it? Possibly, possibly it's more likely, now thinking about the two options, that maybe it was someone with a with a vehicle or something that could allow them to get up, because I'm not sure if you could could possibly have dropped the, the trolley on and looped it round without it falling to the ground. But um, it's kind of, um, I don't know, I, either one would be a possibility, yes. Um Dr. Torres is saying, oh, Maggie's complimenting you on the mug. Yes, great mug, Denise. Um, Dr. Torres is saying, what's wrong with Aspen? It's a nice city in Colorado. No different to say Crispin. Well, the thing is, this is it, isn't it? It's when, when does a name become a name? Because I'm guessing every name was made up once. Um, it, I was having this conversation with uh, the the people in charge of the cause for father willie doyle's canonization because they were saying that father willie doyle will when he is hopefully god willing canonized he will be saint willie doyle not saint william doyle because he was always known as willie that that was always his nickname and there is a, a precedent for this because for example gianna beretta molla her name would have had to have been giovanna gianna is short for giovanna but she is saint gianna that was the name she was known by so that's the name we all know her by now. Bernadette was Marie Bernard. She was not Bernadette. That was a, that's a diminutive. So I suppose every every name has to come into existence at some point. Um, I don't. I can I can think of weirder ones. Um, oh, Doctor Torres, that's horrible! What a terrible story. Just put into the chat room. Family of man found dead. Says his nearly naked body was mistaken for Halloween decoration for days and worker mowed round it. The remains of a man was mistaken for Halloween decoration for days. His outraged family are demanding answers. That's awful. That's such a horrible story. I mean, just like... I don't know, it's just, just the indignity of it. Did nobody think to check? Because you get the opposite story sometimes um, over here. I remember reading a book about a, a, it was the memoirs of a paramedic. I reviewed it on the Fiorella Files. And she said there was one awful occasion where a naked body had been discovered on an embankment. So she and her team went through hell and high water trying to reach this body, hoping they might still find a pulse, only to find it was a mannequin. Much laughter and merriment from everyone, including all the passers-by. But they checked, you know. Better that it's that way around. That's just terrible. Um, okay, I asked you what food. Uh, 
a family, they named a child after their favourite food. Guess what the food might be? Uh, Paul C. They named their kid Bacon. Philip, this is my son, Lasagna. Um, daughter is Free Willy. Kev Kevin Bacon. Um, yeah. Oh, Jacqueline pointing out with the shopping trolley, it looks like there's no buildings around it if you look at the middle picture. So, yes, I think the, the idea that maybe someone had a vehicle that they were able to take up there, that sounds like a very good possibility. Um, Dr. Torres asking, was there no odour of human decay? Well, that, that would be my thought, but then I suppose if it was starting to look a bit, it might not smell if it's cold. Sorry, this is a bit gross on National Chocolate Cupcake Day, but it might not smell if it was very cold. And um, if it started to look a bit iffy, maybe people thought that was the decoration too. Oh, it's too horrible. It's really, really awful image. I will never get out of my head now. Uh, and on that charming note, I think it is time we went to an ad break. You are listening to The Early Show. Our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the chat room is open for your commentary and your pictures of chocolate cupcakes at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. The Early Show will continue in a few moments here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. and those of you catching the show's rebroadcast at midday. For those of you just joining us, you are listening to The Early Show with your hostess from across the pond, Purella de Maria. Our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Do talk to me as you enjoy a hearty breakfast. We have been talking about all sorts this morning, as usual. First of all, let's get our priorities right. It is National Chocolate Cupcake Day. It's a great day. Do put your pictures of chocolate cupcakes into the chat room. <clears throat> it is also National No Beard Day, Mike. Mike Church, by the way, it's National No Beard Day. And I think it would be such a good idea as a fundraiser if we could, say, raise a certain amount of money for Mike Church to cut off his beard. What do you reckon? It's one of those things people do, isn't it? Shave off your beard for however many dollars. How many dollars do you think it would take in donations to persuade Mike to shave off his beard? I've nothing particularly against Mike's beard, you understand, personally it's just i don't know i I'm, i think we have to think outside the box when it comes to fundraising don't you and since it's national no beard day it's a really good moment to start thinking about this it is also the feast day of saint luke so happy feast day any luke's out there also the ambulance service here in 
England have apologised after they declared a patient dead and he proceeded to wake up in the hospital. I was just pointing out, this is why my worst nightmare, accidentally being certified dead. Can you imagine how frightening? What if nobody noticed until it was too late? Oh, it's too horrible to think about. The Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem has made the incredibly courageous offer to be exchanged in place of the children being held hostage in Gaza. He has offered, he said he will do anything to get those children back alive and he will be happy to exchange himself as a hostage in their place. I just think this is beautiful and I think Cardinal Pizzaballa should be known all over the world for this act of heroism. I was also asking... <laughs> a woman has admitted that she's changed her son's name. Her son was called Aspen. She felt it was it was very uncomfortable that every time she said what his name was, she got a bad reaction from people. She started to get uncomfortable saying it out loud. So she decided she did the sensible thing and changed his name to Luke. And Luke Hamilton he now is. But this is a sensible thing. You realise you've made a mistake with a child's name, you do something about it. Whereas another couple have called their child after their favourite food. And I'm just asking, do you want to guess? What did the parents call their child? What food did they call their child after? Dr Torres put the very distressing story in the chat room of a man's body being mistaken for a Halloween decoration. It was, you know... Workmen actually worked around the body thinking it was a decoration. And I just think it's it's so horrible. And his, his family have demanded answers. They're quite understandably distraught, I should think. And Jacqueline's saying in the chat room, locally there was a very sad story when there was a woman who went missing a few months back. They never figured out what happened to her. Then about a week ago, a car broke down on the side of the road. And the press and the driver accidentally discovered the body of this woman on the road where she was last seen. Apparently, whatever happened to her, she ended up stumbling into a ditch. There was high grass, so no one discovered her body until now. We drive right past that area all the time and nobody knew that there was someone there. And Denise saying how sad. I can imagine how she felt just lying there waiting for help that didn't even know she was there. That is so sad. And I find it incredible that they must have had teams out searching for her. Didn't sniffer dogs notice? Or, I mean, it wasn't anybody poking about trying to look for her. Normally, I'm sure it's the same in the US, but over here, if somebody goes missing, you know, they have teams of volunteers um, out in a big line combing the countryside, you know, going slowly, slowly inch by inch, trying to find any clue of the person. I'm, I'm just astonished that nobody noticed. And for How awful for the woman, how awful for the, the person who found her. It's a terribly sad story. And when it happens close to you and close to where you are, and that, that awful thought that you were very near to them without knowing it, it's very upsetting. Years ago, um, the, the children's um, ice rink where they train is um, in the middle of parkland. It's beautiful, actually. The lovely trees and shrubs. It's very very nice at the back there's a big nature reserve and one morning some years ago there was a very serious sexual assault of a girl in that parkland at half past 10 in the morning on a saturday morning just a few yards away from the ice rink 
And no one knows how on earth this person got away with it that nobody noticed. And presumably because there is a lot of undergrowth, he was able to to drag the girl out of sight. And maybe if she was frightened, she didn't scream. I mean, who knows? I don't know what the exact details were. But we felt terrible afterwards because we just knew we had been so close to where that terrible act was going on and didn't know. And so nobody intervened. It's a horrible feeling. Um, Philip is saying, I love how the guy just mows around it, the body, probably shaking his head at the extreme lengths they're going to decorate for Halloween. Well, you do wonder what people felt afterwards when they realised their mistake. Um, Ashley's saying, I had a fantastic time at SBC this year. So grateful to be there. Um, Maggie saying, ha, 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 this commercial is hilarious. Java Justice. Love it. I do enjoy it. it's one of the i mean i have mixed feelings about radio ads generally but i do like that one yes it is great oh ashley's suggesting ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars for mike to shave off his beard who's in come on who can make a donation to the ten thousand yeah uh justin's saying the amount would have to fund the channel forever yeah um that's there's a possibility there isn't there um right i'm just (laughs) Sorry, I'm just seeing some of the comments in the chat room. You crack me up, you people. It's really funny. Okay, the question was, a couple have named their baby after their favourite food. What do you think they named it? There's some wonderful suggestions coming up here. Justin's saying French fry. Ashley's suggesting... I don't want to say it. (sighs) Pizza. Okay, there we go. Um, Philip is asking, did Mr and Mrs Wellington name their child Beef? You would not believe what some couples have named their child when they've got a surname that, shall we say, fits. Annette Curtin? Stand still? My husband's grandma, God rest her dear soul, claims that she knew someone in her school who was called Orson Cart. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone with the surname Wellington had had that idea. Um... Maggie saying $10,000 sounds wonderful, doubtful, but wonderful. Okay, the King Dude is saying, yes, $10,000 and I will shave on air live. Come on, we're on. $10,000, start donating now. We can do this. Uh, Mary's Diary is wondering, did, did they call the baby Big Mac? Well, at least if they had called the child Big Mac, I mean, Mac is sort of a name, isn't it? Um, it, would, it would maybe be okay. No. No one is close. What if I were set to say it's something that's regarded as very healthy? Uh, Patriot 21 is saying, I saw the employment record of someone at a company I worked for whose name was Justin Case. Well, I mean, it's so funny and I can see the temptation, but why would you do that? They would never get away, with, away from it all their lives. Apparently, someone I know claims she knew somebody called Richard Head. And I'm not Sure, I completely believe her. But it is possible. And someone else I know, uh, Norman, he's a, he's a very re- completely reputable film producer, film director. I'm sure he would not have fibbed about this. Said that he knew someone who was called Peter File. We don't say pedophile in this country. We say pedophile. And his name was Peter Fyand. I would have changed my name if I were him. 
Can you imagine an annou- announcement at the railway station? Could Peter File, could Peter File please come this way? No, it just doesn't doesn't want to happen. Um, yes, Justin's. That, that's where I'd heard it before. Justin's reminded me that was a running joke on the IT crowd. Yes, there's a there's a man there, and he's his name is Peter File, and. Jen doesn't know that that's his surname, and she's like, "No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, I don't mind. I don't. No, I don't mind that that's your name. That's that's fine. It's not a problem. It's not a problem." And they're about to go on holiday together, and they're in the airport, and there's this announcement saying, "Could Peter File please come to airport security? Could Peter File?" All the women are you know, clutching their children to them, you know, in horror. Uh, yeah, I, I think, <laughs> but yes, there is apparently somebody called Peter File. Um, there we are. Um, Ashley's wondering, oh yes, okay, um, hang on a second, oh gosh, there's loads of food, okay, gosh, wow, um, Maggie's saying, on the list of most strange names in America, almond, cinnamon, and Dijon are in the top 30, cinnamon? I suppose if you didn't know, I mean, Dijon might, if you didn't know it was mustard, you might just think it sounded a bit exotic, um, Justin, I'm lucky someone in my family had some sense. They debated my middle name. It was almost time or case. Yeah, I, I'm very glad for you, Justin, that you, <laughs> you had someone with some common sense. I mean, the thing is, you know, even with um, with names that are, I don't know, they're very good Christian names or whatever, sometimes the reason why a person gets a name is a bit odd. Apparently, I'm called Fiorella. Now, Fiorella is... Um, was a nickname of Therese of Lisieux. She was known as the little flower. Fiorella just means little flower. So it's actually my my patron saint is Therese of Lisieux. According to my mother, the only reason I'm called Fiorella is because when she was a student, she saw the daughter of the then president, Guido de Marco, Fiorella de Marco, had, um, had graffitied her name in the desk. And she thought, oh, Fiorella, that's lovely. I'm going to call my girl Fiorella if I ever have a daughter. So I'm named after graffiti, as far as I can make out. And I'm pretty certain that my middle names, uh, my middle names are Elena and Martina. Now, in fact, I have to say Elena because Fiorella, Elena, Martina doesn't really work. I'm pretty sure that I'm named Martina after Martina Navratilova rather than St. Martin. Because Martina Navratilova was very popular at the time I was born, that's my that's my guess. So you know, you never quite know where your names come from. Um, Mary's Dowry is asking broccoli. Philip is saying maybe quinoa. Maggie kale. That sounds fairly like a few names I can think of. Ashley's wondering spinach. Jacqueline Jacqueline says we had a stormy weathers that went to um, that went to school with us. It's one of those things, it would just, it would stop being funny at some point, wouldn't it? Um, My uncle tells me that there was someone in his congregation who was called Mary Christmas. And again, ha ha the first time. Oh, Merry Christmas, that's lovely. Um, But can you imagine all the jokes? How very tiresome it would get after a while. She must have been really relieved the day she got married. Ashley's wondering, tofu? Nope. <laughs> um, Dr. Torres is saying you don't want to see the fresh-shaven face of a man who's sported a beard for years, like ripping the clothes off a fat man. You'll be too stunned for words. Keep the beard, King Dude, please. Oh, but come on, $10,000. For $10,000, it'll grow back in a couple of weeks. Um, well, the funny thing is, in fact, you, you have to be a little bit careful 
I remember somebody saying on the television once that the most embarrassing thing he'd ever done, he had a moustache when moustaches were really in so in the late 80s, I think it was. And they went on holiday. He got a lovely tan. He came home. He decided to shave off the moustache. And of course, the moustache bit, his upper lip had not had any contact with the sun. So he had this kind of white rectangle across his face. And he said his family deserted him. His children wouldn't go anywhere near him. Uh, of course, these days you just put fake tan on, wouldn't you? Um, Jacqueline said, my husband used to work for a company that did background checks. and He ran into all kinds of fun names like Crystal Chandelier. I honestly thought this was a very rare thing, but it obviously happens quite a bit that some some parent has a sense of humour. Um I mean, sometimes, just sometimes, a name, you know, it's not funny, but the, the name suits the surname. Like my tutor, uh, when I first went up to universities, her name was Dr. Rosie Thornton. Rosie Thornton? You know, it, it just, it fit beautifully. Um, then she said she married a man whose surname was Gross. And Rosie Gross just didn't have the same ring to it. She kept her maiden name. Um, Denise, I'm saying, no, I agree. Keep the beard. Well, the donations are great. It's not enough. Oh, come on. $10,000 to shave a bit. Look, it, it'll be back. I mean, I should think probably it'll have grown back almost completely within a couple of weeks. You know, it's not like a woman cutting her hair off where it, it takes months and months and months if it ever grows back. A beard, it will grow back, you know. Um, or could we get a donation of 20000 for him not to cut off the beard, to shave off the beard? Um <laughs> Philip's saying, I went to school with a kid named James Bates. His grandmother would send him packages addressed to Master James Bates. Okay, Mac, I've always felt sorry for um, school teachers at public schools in Britain. Public school means old private school um, with, with a surname like that because at my friend's, at my friend's public school, because the, the, they, they don't say Mr, they say Master. Um, and it his name was Master Bates. And I just think that would be really awkward in a boys' school. I just I can think of all sorts of ways in which you'd just want to be called something else. Um Maggie saying, What about Olive? It could have been Olive. Oh, Philip saying no, it didn't stop being funny. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things it would always it would always raise a snigger, wouldn't it? Um Maggie saying, What about Sage? Nope, it's nothing nearly as sensible as this. Oh, Denise M said, I knew a Merry Christmas in Vermont. She married into the name. Well, this is the thing, is there's not much you can do if you marry into a particular name. Um, I can think of a few people. I had one friend who, her surname was, her name was Stanford Tuck. I've mentioned her before, because Stanford Tuck was the great flying ace during the Battle of Britain. So a very, very honourable surname, Stanford Tuck. And she, she was very proud of this. And then I noticed that she, when she got married, she kept her maiden name. And I thought, that's funny because um, it, she's from a fairly traditional sort of background where I thought she would have taken her husband's name. But her husband's name was Kidney. So she had decided for some reason to keep Stanford Tuck. There we are. Um, Justin saying it's also hilarious when a rank in the military and the surname becomes um, a little childish. Armon Hammer. Dr. Taurus. Um, well, I worked for a while with a veteran of the D-Day landings who was called Major Victory. Major Paddy Victory. 
I think that's the perfect name for a D-Day hero, don't you think? And he and he had the Victoria Cross. Um, okay, we're getting there with uh, with guesses for names. Maggie saying, "What about Anise?" Nope. It's not a name that could ever sort of feel normal, should we say? Um, Mary's Dowry. I think when parents give their children ridiculous names, the child should be able to sue them when they're old enough. It has happened, Mary's Dowry. There was a girl years ago whose parents had called her Tallulah does the hula in Hawaii. That was her name. Tallulah does the hula in Hawaii. She went to court. The judge relieved her of her name and gave the parents a long talking to about their selfishness and self-indulgence saddling a child with a name that left her subjected to years of bullying so yeah um oh jacqueline saying i was named after jacqueline kennedy now she was she was quite a wasn't jacqueline kennedy quite a fashion icon she's a beautiful beautiful woman Okay, Maggie, what about rosemary? Okay, I'm finding herbs and spices that can, in fact, be used for a decent first name. No, this is not a decent first name at all. I'm wondering the point at which I should I should really put everyone out of their misery. Okay, um, well, um, Dr. Torres is saying, I had an English professor in undergrad whose name was Joyce Ann Joyce. She would sign her name as Joyce to the power two of squared. Yeah. Um, again, I... I, I can't really I can't really see why you would do that. There are surnames that are the same. Um maybe the parents just really loved the name Joyce. Um Maggie saying, What about peaches? Well of course Bob Geldof, the really bad Z list rock star who um gave us Band Aid, um his daughter was called Little Peaches. It wasn't even Peaches Geldof, it was Little Peaches Geldof, God rest her poor soul. And died very young. Okay. Um, just to say, my sister is named Patches. Is Patches um, uh, is a, is it a family name or a nickname or um, because I had this thing with my my children's names that they we we had the the plan that boys would have English names and girls would have Latin names because Latin oh, you know, Latin names are Mediterranean names are so beautiful on girls. So that's why we've got Hugh and Nicholas and we've got. Uh, Francesca and Natalia. Um, Natalia is now turning into a champion chess player, and I have this feeling that everyone's going to think she's Russian, which I didn't think about Natalia. Um, but her nickname, her nickname at home is Tali, which I think is quite sweet. Her friends call her Ratty. And I have no idea why. Well, I suppose Natalia, Natty, Ratty, I don't know. Um, but I didn't really intend to have a child called Ratty. Okay, um, Justin's saying, no, supposedly it's from a Sunny and Cher song. Okay, Patches, not come across it before. Um, actually, fish oil? No, but it's you're, you're getting towards the slightly more absurd end that this name belongs to. Okay, let me just say, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the full context to this story. Basically, th there's been a lot, of, a lot of pushback about this because people always have to share everything to get affirmed. We were talking about this the other day about the, you know, the, man, the man who wouldn't give his, his seat to a pregnant woman. Oh, did I do something wrong? Yes, you did something wrong, sweetheart, said everybody. Right. Well, in this case, it was a kind of, have I done something wrong by calling my child this? Well, hang on. She's been called selfish. 
Okay. No, that's not that's not the name. The parent was called Selfish. Okay. The name is um oh, Mary Sarah said Kumquat. Nope. Um Patriot twenty one saying I had a teacher in high school whose name wasn't so funny, but the nickname she got came from her name. Peter Weatherington Anita Weathington, initials A and W. Everyone called her root beer. Yeah. I go <laughs> I can see where that comes from. Oh, don't worry. There was. Do you remember the the series? My my heart does a little sort of sink slightly remembering. Remember Twin Peaks, right? There was a wonderful English teacher at my school. She was a really really excellent teacher. She got me most of the way through. Um, she taught me all the way through till I was sixteen, and was a big force in me getting to a really good university. Wonderful woman. Her nickname was Twin Peaks. Because she was a bit top-heavy. And it was the first thing you noticed when she stepped into a room. Yeah. And it was such a shame because she, she was a really, really wonderful teacher. But that was all anybody ever remembered. It's four minutes past the hour you are listening to The Early Show with your hostess from across the pond, Fiorella de Maria. If you've missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast. Same day from crusademax.com. We have been talking about, if you are just joining us, Chocolate Cupcake Day. Are you a fan? I hope so. National No Beard Day. It's official. Stop press. Mike Church will shave off his beard on air if we donate $10,000 to the the crusade channel come on now it can't be that hard ten thousand dollars i reckon we could do it in the next 10 minutes yeah um the catholic patriarch of jerusalem has offered to exchange his own liberty and potentially his life for the children being held hostage in gaza incredible example of catholic leadership the ambulance service over here have apologized after declaring a patient dead who then proceeded to wake up it's also saint luke's day and we think we've solved the puzzle of how a shopping trolley got to the top of a lamppost. Okay, more um, more names coming up. Kumquat Caviar? Nope. Flounder? Nope. We want to know if you're on the files, Ashley's saying. Okay, okay, right. The name is Avocado. Not even Avocado. Avocado. Double D. They didn't even spell it right. So this child is going to be known forever after as Avocado. Avocado, sorry. And um, it has been pointed out that the child may be able to rescue the situation by calling herself Ava, Ava, or um, something sort of, or I don't know, something that sounds a bit like Avocado, so nobody needs to know. But I still think... Ashley, how did we not guess that? With all the avocado toast, well, quite. Avocado, bless her heart. The King Dude is saying, how many women are today named Brandy for the Looking Glass song, Brandy, You're a Fine Girl? I didn't know where that comes from. Um, I always thought it meant something else. Could somebody help me, please? Where does the name Randy come from in the States? Because that's completely unheard of in Britain as a name. I'm just wondering, is it short for something or is there some reference? Because... Uh, Randy sounds really funny over here because if someone's Randy, they're a bit, um, uh, they're a bit, uh, well, never mind. Um, yes, uh, just I'm curious to know because I, I see sometimes you know, authors with the name Randy. I'm just wondering if it's it comes from something else. 
Um, but I didn't know that was where brandy comes from. But yes, I, I, I think <laughs> stop calling children silly things. Avocado is not a name. Parents have no business forcing their berserk ideas onto their children. And my feeling is it's not just... It's, it's not just names, though that's the most obvious thing, because a name is so important in terms of your identity. It's the first thing people know about you. It's, it's, the, it's all about what you want. If you start your relationship with your child with, this is what I like and this is what I want, and I don't care how this child feels, it's all going to go wrong. It's all going to unravel very badly at some point. Because guess what? It's not all about you. As soon as you become a parent, you realise it's not all about you. In fact, it's hardly about you. There we go. Aha. Um, brandy is a liqueur produced by distilling wine. No, uh, Maggie, I know what brandy, um, brandy is, but Randy, without the B, where does that come from? Um, oh, Randall. Dr. Torres is saying Randall. Okay, okay, yes, I, I'm just curious. Yes, if someone's a bit randy, they're a bit sexy. You know, they're a bit, they're a bit aroused, you know bit frisky so um yes randall so yes it, it always it always causes a bit of a giggle when people when people are called randy over here because it's like okay keep him away from me then please um right randall great there we are something else i have learned today on the subject of halloween by the way and you're talking about this this terrible story dr torres mentioned about this man whose body was left for goodness knows how long because Somebody thought it was a Halloween decoration. I cannot get over how horrible that is. I can't get over the fact that a man's body was lying there, you know, with people mowing the grass around it and things like that. I just, it's, it's, it's too horrible to consider. Um, but on the subject of Halloween, I read an interesting article recently about witch masks um, and um, why, um, why the, the witches are always depicted that way. You know, uh, when people dress up as witches for Halloween, they've always got great big sort of beaky, bent noses and teeth falling out and they're all really swollen and horrible, yeah? Well, there is a reason for that. And it has been respectfully suggested that we stop depicting witches like that and we stop using witch masks and things for children's decorations because it was pointed out that historically, women were disproportionately accused of witchcraft. Sometimes men were as well. And contrary to popular belief, men weren't labelled wizards. They were also labelled witches. And almost always they had done nothing wrong. They were maybe slightly eccentric or slightly just a little bit different. But the reason why witch masks are portrayed that way is because that is what the woman would have looked like after she'd been arrested, beaten and tortured into confessing to sorcery she had not committed when that woman was being dragged to the pyre or to the gallows, her face would have been very, very swollen, her nose probably broken, her teeth knocked out. And that is what, in fact, those masks are depicting. It's the abuse and torture of women into signing false confessions. I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea that was the origin, because that is always the way witches are portrayed. Yeah, Maggie. Yes, Randall. Ha ha. Oh, my. I need another cup of coffee. You definitely need another cup of coffee now that I've dropped that bombshell on you all. Mary's Dowry is asking question. I was reading a Regency novel and one of the characters went down, was sent down for a prank. He said that the bagwig was not amused. Do you know what a bagwig is? I know that it's off topic. I have no idea. 
what the bag wig was. I, I will look it up for you, Mary's Dowry, because I genuinely don't know. A big wig, a big wig is an important person, but I don't know what a bag wig is. Um, Justin saying the name of Kanye West's children, North Saints, Chicago and Psalm. Northwest. Saint, um, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think if you could you could turn those names into into something. Else. Well, there we are. SC Iceman. I did not dress this way. They put me in this Monty Python. Well, that's another case in point, isn't it? It's not just the name you give a child. It is things like forcing children to dress in a particular way. Now, when it comes to dress, as long as it's modest and it's appropriate, I'm pretty flexible. Um, modest and appropriate. Yeah, that's as far as it goes. Um, so, no, I would not buy my child a Hellfire Club T-shirt and I wouldn't expect my daughter to go around in a crop top. But besides that, you know, they, they have to develop their own style to some extent. Um, and you do get an awful lot of cases. I certainly remember this a lot as a child. And I certainly saw other children go through this, that mortifying experience of turning up to an event. and Everyone looking, going, why are you dressed like that? It's like, my mum made me dress like this. Yeah. It, it's there, there are lots of ways it can go wrong as a parent, but I think maybe starting your child's, you know, entrance into the world with the name avocado is not doing them any favours. The sad thing is we do still judge people by names. We shouldn't, but it still happens. Anyway, it is so very, very nearly the end of the show. I don't know where it all goes, but I'm still thinking, look, there's a big donate button here. Yeah. Think of that 10000 dollars think of mike shaving off his beard or if people are appalled some people i notice do not seem to be too keen on mike shaving off his beard if anyone has anything else um that they think that mike should do this could get funny this could be interesting for ten thousand dollars what would you be prepared to donate ten thousand dollars or contribute to ten thousand dollars for um maggie saying well little avocado can always do a formal name change Absolutely. Fortunately, in Britain, and it's probably the same in the States, it is very easy to change your name, to change your name by deed poll. As soon as you're 18, um, you literally just have to, I think, go to a solicitor and ask them to do it, a lawyer, and just ask them to do it for you. There's no process as such. And then you just get called something else. Because um, there was a woman who said that if people donated a certain amount of money to the charity children in need, she would change her name to the name of the mascot, um, Pudsy Bear. She duly did change her name to Pudsy Bear, and it caused all sorts of problems, in fact, because nobody believed that was her name. SC Iceman, what is this? Oh, it's, um, it's Monty Python. Which film is this? Is this the Holy Grail? Um, yes, Maggie's saying it's very easy to change your name here too. The thing is, though, here's a thought. Yes, you can change your name by deed poll. As soon as you reach 18, you can just change it. But you still have to go through your whole childhood with everyone laughing at you. You know, it's it's still really, really difficult to have to deal with that. You know, it's it's a, it's an unnecessary burden. There's quite a lot of reasons why children get bullied anyway. Don't make it overly easy. Mike... Do you still have your beard? I do. Dr. Torres. Dr. Torres has a great idea. How about for $10,000, Maggie hosts the show for a day? <laughs> if you could get her um, to do it, yes. 
Well, Maggie's saying I cannot carry on a full show by myself. Oh, Maggie, you could. We could do it together. How about that? Have a, have a girls have a, have a girls show day. Maybe we would we would pay ten thousand dollars for that not to happen. Yeah. No. Come on, what does everyone think? Is everyone on my side here? Don't listen to Mike. Okay, he can just um. This Maggie's isn't here. my nose. This is a false one. <laughs> Were you all wearing it? I didn't put it on me. They put it on me. Well, we did do the nose. That's the video. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, the that's video. What? That's the Monty Python. And then Eric Idle goes... Monty Python films. Eric yeah. Idle goes, well, we did do the nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have never watched a Monty Python film before. Yeah. If you were going to watch one, uh, that's probably the one that I would recommend. Okay, if not the life you, of Brian. If, well, life of Brian begins with Jesus on a cross. I find that a really... mistaken Jesus, the wrong one. Yes, yeah, my name's one. not Jesus. My name's Brian. <laughs> I, I don't. Hmm, I don't like it. So um, that's where you get the song. Always look on the bright side of life. I just can't imagine them singing <clears throat> that. Oh, Eric like, Idle that... is quite the talented musician. Oh no, I imagine they sung it very well, but in that sort of position, mocking the cross. I don't know. I just. Uh, I. I... Life of Brian came out when I was in high school, and I wasn't a Pythoner then, so I didn't actually, uh, I didn't actually see it until I probably saw it in the, sometime in the nineties. Um, mm. Now the um, the Quest for the Holy Grail, um, <laughs> where, they, where that scene, I think it's, I think that that's from the Holy Grail, where that scene with them uh, calling the woman a witch. That uh, mm -hmm. that's a uh, I did see that one. Um, mm -hmm. uh, now, did you ever see a fish called Wanda? No. Uh, okay. I I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really a big fan of that whole. Well, that's it, not that's not my Monty Python. A is fish it? called Wanda wasn't advertised as a Monty Python film because it had Jamie okay. Lee Curtis in it and a couple of other A list Michael actors. Michael Palin. Um, well, Michael Palin was in it. Uh, well, it, I mean, it was a Python film, but it wasn't advertised as a Python film. It's very funny. Okay. A Fish Call Wanda is hysterical. All right. So uh, maybe that would be the one I would recommend for you to watch. It's probably the least sexually offensive. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's, that's a start, isn't it? Well, listen, Maggie, everyone seems to think that you should definitely do this. The, the, the Maggie and Fiorella show, the Fiorella and Maggie show, Coffee Talk with Fiorella and Maggie. I think this is a really good idea. Come on, 10,000 10, yeah. grand is not that hard. After, the, after they have ponied up the money. Oh, yes, only after the money. Come oh, on. I know this gang all too well. After mm -hmm. they have paid for the privilege. Afterwards. Okay. Yes. And I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to trim around my cheekbones until <laughs> I see $10,000. Okay, what would be less painful for you, Mike? Shaving off your beard or surrendering your show for the day? Um, uh, no, neither would be painful. I could do either one. There we are. See? Well, no, I, I need to say that it's painful. That way the petty foggers out there would do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, it would be horribly painful. Terribly. Oh, help, help, I'm being repressed. It would be terribly painful to not be on the air for one day and surrender my show to someone else. No, no, don't do it. Shut up. <laughs> there we go. Did everyone hear that right? So we had, uh, uh, we must drag you across the pond one year for this. 
you know, you should synchronize your book tour with the St. Benedict Center conference, and then we uh, we can have a conference congress meeting here in Louisiana. So you can do all of your visits all at once. Well, is it always this time of year? The St. Benedict Center conference is always the second Saturday in October. Okay, well, I'll have to make this happen somehow. Do a lecture if I can get a if I can get a book tour if I can get a lecture tour in, uh, might be possible. And uh, this year was um, I uh, this was the eighth one that I have been to, and I think it was the best one that uh, intellectually speaking. That's not necessarily a reflection on the who attended and how many were there, uh, but from the synchronization, if you will, of of all of the of all the talks. I think that this was the best one uh, of the eight that that I have attended, the best one yet. And and we we broadcast the whole thing, so people could be the judge of that themselves. Okay. Well, one day it will happen. It will happen. Yes, as soon as pigs fly and beards get shaven. The beard will get shaved first. <laughs> I tell you what, if it was if it was twenty thousand dollars, would you shave the beard on air and then leave us to do the rest of the show? I do not believe that we could that we have the capacity to raise twenty thousand dollars for anything. <laughs> okay, did everyone hear that? And, and, unless Maggie needed a heart transplant or, or, or well, we wouldn't do that because you got to cut that out of a live person. Uh, unless there was a twenty thousand dollar medical procedure that needed to be attended <laughs> to. Uh, but you know what? We did raise twenty thousand dollars over a seven day period once for the for a children's b- a brain cancer charity. So I should mm-hmm. I should take that back. Well, it has to be things. It has to be a big a big thing like the story like that with a lot of emotion, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, it's just an idea. Well, I reckon. Uh, here's what I want to know. Who gets who 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 assigns the uh, authority mm-hmm. to someone to declare that today is National No Beard Day? I have no idea. I think someone. I think they just make it up. Some panty wasted half man that probably can't grow one. Probably yes. <laughs> or or, so, or some woman like me who's just overly squeamish about facial hair. Um, <laughs> Well, I think that everyone is uh, can probably appreciate that you uh, uh, that you conducted an entire broadcast without saying Biden, Hamas, Israel, and Netanyahu. I did say Israel. I did say Hamas just once. Uh, uh, I didn't I was, hear. It. I was talking, but it was it was a positive. It was a positive story. <clears throat> it was about this the Latin patriarch. It is uh, okay. Oh, the the one who 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 volunteered himself as yeah. a as a hospitalier mm. or a mercedarian, depending on whose side you're on. Yeah, but you know, it does have that tradition, and you must have noticed that. No, I did notice it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Who is it? Saint Peter, uh, not Claver. Who's the the mercedarian? Starts with a C. Saint Peter. Um, it's, it's I know who you mean. Like, I can't remember his name. Oh gosh, what's but, his yeah, name? But there were, but there were there were a lot of very very brave men who did that, you know, and and I think he's he he would obviously be very aware of that, particularly in that part of the world. So Saint King Louis the Ninth basically offered himself up as uh, as ransom. Um, Saint Francis of Assisi went to go see the was it the Sultan? I think it was the Sultan 
uh, went to go see the sultan to try and convert him. Um, mm -hmm. And while he was there, offered himself up in exchange uh, for mm -hmm. the uh, for the release of of, of Christian captives. Uh, captives. But the, but the saint who the the who the mercenarians order was on. Not only did he offer himself up, I want to say that the Muslims took him up on it. Yes, I mean it, it's not things. It's not inconceivable that they that Hamas would take up take up the offer on the. Catholic, it, it didn't Saint John of the you know? was it Saint John of the Cross? Wasn't he? Didn't he offer himself up as well? Quite possibly. I mean that period. You know, it was the, the scourge of slavery was everywhere <clears> and. You know, some of these very saintly men, they did that. You know, they they were they offered themselves up as hostages. They went into some incredibly dangerous places to get people out. You know, they they really were heroes. And I I do feel that um, Cardinal Pizzaballa is is a hero. Um, you know, I I, I I talked about this on uh, last week uh, before we uh, we left to go to the Saint Benedict Center um, uh, about you know all that is being made about how. Uh, today's Arab world about how you know they—it's uh, almost like they exclusively uh, hate Jewish people, um, and that's just not true. They hate inf if, if, if there's a religious component to who they hate, they they hate what they call the infidel. And Hamas Hamas um, argue for for the call for the killing of Jews and Christians. Yes. Um, um, well, well, it, 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 just depending on which Muslim sect they're from, uh, Sunni or Shia or, or whatever the other ones are. Um, but people have a, have, have a very dim view of, of, of history, necessarily reflection on the who attended and how many were there. Uh, but from the synchronization, if you will, of, of, all of, the, of all the talks, I think that this was the best one uh, the, uh, of the eight that, I've, that I have attended, the best one yet. And, and we, we broadcast the whole thing so people could be the judge of that themselves. Okay. Well, one day it will happen. It will happen. Yes, as soon as pigs fly and beards get shaven. The beard will get shaved first. <laughs> I tell you what, if it was if it was $20,000, would you shave the beard on air and then leave us to do the rest of the show? I do not believe that we could that we have the capacity to raise $20,000 for anything. <laughs> okay, did everyone hear that? And, and unless Maggie needed a heart transplant or, or, or well, we wouldn't do that cuz you got to cut that out of a live person. Uh, unless there was a twenty thousand dollar medical procedure that needed to be attempted <laughs> to, uh, but you know what? We did raise twenty thousand dollars over a seven day period once for the for a children's b a brain cancer charity. So I mm -hmm. should I should take that back. Well, it has to be things. It has to be a big a big thing like the story like that with a lot of emotion, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, it's just an idea. Well, I reckon. Uh, here's what I want to know. Well, I hope who, I don't need any kind of heart. Who, who gets? Who, <laughs> who, who 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 assigns the uh, authority mm -hmm. to someone to declare that today is National No Beard Day? I have no idea. I think someone. I think they just make it up. Some panty wasted half man that probably can't grow one. Probably yes, <laughs> or, or some or some woman like me who's just overly squeamish about facial hair. Um. Well, I think that everyone is uh, can probably appreciate that you uh, uh, that you conducted an entire broadcast without saying Biden, Hamas, Israel, and Netanyahu. 
I did say Israel. I did say Hamas just once. Uh, uh, I didn't I, hear. I was it. talking, but it was it was a positive. No, it was a positive story. <clears throat> it was about this the Latin patriarch. It is oh, okay. Oh, the the one who 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 volunteered himself as yeah. a as a hospitalier mm. or a mercenarian, depending on whose side you're on. Yeah, but you know, he does have that tradition, and you must have noticed that. No, I did notice it. Yeah. Yeah, no, very no, much so. Well, uh, who is it? Saint Peter, uh, not Claver. Who's the the Mercedarian? Starts with a C. Saint Peter. Um, it's, it's I know who you mean. Like, I can't remember his name. Oh but, gosh, what's but, his no, name? But there were, but there were, there were a lot of very, very brave men who did that. You know, and and I think he's he he would obviously be very aware of that, particularly in that part of the world. So Saint King Louis the Ninth basically offered himself up as uh, as ransom. Um, St. Francis of Assisi went to go see the, was it the Sultan? I think it was the Sultan, uh, went to go see the Sultan to try and convert him. Um, Mm -hmm. and while he was there, offered himself up in exchange, uh, for the, uh, for the release of, of, of Christian captives, uh, captives. But the, but the saint who the hospital the who the mercenarians order was on. Not only did he offer himself up, I want to say that the Muslims took him up on it. Yes, I mean it, it's not things. It's not inconceivable that they that Hamas would take up take up the offer on the. Catholic, it, it didn't Saint John of the you know? was it Saint John of the Cross? Wasn't he? Didn't he offer himself up as well? Quite possibly. I mean that period. You know, it was the, the scourge of slavery was everywhere <clears> and. You know, some of these very saintly men, they did that. You know, they, they, were, they offered themselves up as hostages. They went into some incredibly dangerous places to get people out. You know, they, they really were heroes. And I, I do feel that um, Cardinal Pizzaballa is, is a hero. Um, you know, I, 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 I talked about this on, uh, last week uh, before we, uh, we left to go to the St. Benedict Center um, uh, about you know, all that is being made about how uh, today's Arab world about how you know they—it's uh, almost like they exclusively uh, hate Jewish people, um, and that's just not true. They hate inf- if, if, if there's a religious component to who they hate, they they hate what they call the infidel. And Hamas Hamas um, argue for for the call for the killing of Jews and Christians. Yes. Um, um, well, well, it, 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 just depending on which Muslim sect they're from, uh, Sunni or Shia or, hmm. or whatever the other ones are. Um, but people have, have, have a very dim view of, of, of history. At the Battle of Lepanto, they weren't sailing to, to, to go take out um, uh, uh, people that were of Jewish descent. I mean, kind of. If you follow Mary, Je- Jesus, and Joseph, you are. They were sailing, and if had they had, had they defeated the Holy Fleet, they would have landed on what we call Italy today, on the Italian peninsula, as near as they could have gotten to Rome. And they had made a promise that they were going to go to the Vatican. They were going to they were going to uh, uh, find Saint Pope Pius V. They're going to cut his head off. They're going to cut the statue off the the crucifix statue off the the dome of Saint Peter's Cathedral, and they were going to put a crescent moon up. They also promised the exact same thing. Ali Ali uh, Ali Mustafa's army at Vienna. They were what the you know he wrote. He, uh, there's a letter. You can see it. It's in the Vatican archives um, uh, of uh, Ali Mustafa writing to King Leopold I and telling him what he was going to do to his wife and his daughters after he broke down the walls of Vienna and went inside and uh, com- uh, completed the siege, if you will, and then replaced. 
uh, the crucifixes in the cathedral in Vienna with with, with crescents. My, my my point is is that th- these people don't discriminate discriminate against who they hate. They hate infidels. Um, oh, Cesare is saying the the saints you were trying to remember are Saint Peter Nolasco. That's it, Nolasco. Thank you, Cesare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's making the point that, um, okay, I probably probably don't want me to talk about this, but um, the bombing of a hospital in Gaza, apparently, they didn't think it was a hospital, they thought it was a preschool. So that's okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, w- now, you must, before you go, you must tell us more about this examination tomorrow. Are you administering this exam? Oh, the maths exam? The yes. mathematics exam. No, um, it's every... Um, every child in this country at 16 does the GCSE exams um, and they are in all the main subjects and they're very important because it then determines what they do for their the next the last two years of school and then on to university and Francesca has just one left to do it's maths and unfortunately she's been very unwell with COVID and today she's got her final exam and she's really really not feeling well she's dragging herself to the exam center to do it so some prayers would be really um appreciated now when you say math do you mean algebra geometry trigonometry yeah that sort of thing okay i mean but how far advanced is she do they in Um, in the uk do they break it down by uh, like here it's broken down First you take algebra, then you take geometry, then you take trig. If you survive that, which I didn't, <laughs> then you go to you know, analysis and calculus. Yes, it's it's um it's similar. Um, you know, they they learn obviously you learn the basics when you're little and you build on them and something like calculus you probably would only do it at your sixth form, which I think is like your high school. Um, so yes, it's uh, and there there's a a national requirement you have to have maths gcse you have to have a pass in maths and in english language but then you don't have to take it further than that so um my daughter's not particularly keen on math so she will stop after this but they do have to have that qualification (laughs) as jimmy buffett once famously said math sucks (laughs) <laughs> it's it's one of those things one of my daughters loves it it's her life she you know she loves math she loves science she loves chess um my other daughter absolutely can't stand it she's like me did you have, have, have any of your children ever played uh 4d chess 4d chess what's 4D that 4d chess i don't know somebody asked me the other day Are you ever play 4d chess i've that i've never played 3d chess to my knowledge <laughs> What is 4D chess? It, it's uh, you know the chess game that Spock has in his room in Star Trek. Mm. I didn't know you it's could actually levels. play that. That's yeah, yes. Done... Someone has actually made that into a game. Oh, how funny! No, I never. I didn't realize it was a game. I've seen it obviously in, in Star Trek. Well, there you go. Um, so, well, actually, this this will make you smile. Yes. Actually, quickly before you go, in Malta, you can get a chess set about the Great Siege. On the th- and so one side is the knights and the other side is the Turks. I've seen it. You've seen it. I have seen I, it. I think it's good. I, I would. I will get that if my daughter when she wins her first chess tournament. I'm going to find her one. <laughs> yeah. Very well. well. We will uh, see you Friday. Indeed. Have a good day. It's coming up for half past the hour. It's been my absolute pleasure to bring you the early show all the way from Chile, England. Don't forget to write to me at Fiorella at CrusadeChannel.com, and the chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. I will now leave you with the king dude who still has his beard, Mike Church himself. You're listening to the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. (laughs) 